Hi, and welcome to Christina and Sally Talk Astrology. Um, I'm here with my friend Sally Kirkman. Hello. And I'm Christina Rodenbeck, and we are going to talk about the month ahead from, what is it, October 23rd to November 22nd, which is Scorpio month. Mm-hmm. And I'm very happy to be sitting next next to one of my favorite Scorpios ever. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> So what do you think about the month ahead, about this, kind? not not the month ahead exactly, we'll get to that in a minute, but this month of the year, special, isn't it? It is, it's a special month because it's my birthday for starters. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love the month of Scorpio, um, I mean one of the reasons I'm in Oxford again this time recording, because I wanted to come and see Spellbound mm. um, at the Ashmolean, which is about magic and and this kind of year, that's just great, that theme of magic and mystery, all things dark and spooky. Yeah, because we're coming up to Halloween, right? Halloween, yeah. Day of the Dead, all that stuff happens at this time of year. Yeah. And why is that? It's because, well, it's Scorpio month, which means what? Scorpio is fixed water. Right? Yeah. It's about going deep and going underneath and digging down. And it's when the veil between the worlds is very becomes very thin. Because we're moving into the winter. Um, so now is the time to gather around and tell ghost stories. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is, it's the, the dark season, really. I mean, Scorpio mm. is associated with all things dark. Mm. Its color is black. I mean, we have Pluto, one of its co-rulers, god of the underworld. So there is this theme of darkness around Scorpio. But also I kind of think of Scorpio as um, about elimination. Mm. Oh, definitely. It's you know. about getting rid of the stuff. Well, uh, let's do. Let's talk about Venus and Scorpio retrograde. Yeah, which we're well in to. Uh, by the way, we're, we are having to record this a little bit early because of various things. So we're very much in the middle of Venus Scorpio retrograde at the moment, and already it's been amazing to see what's been happening in the news, um, and what's been happening talking to people because both. Sally and I talk to a lot of people about astrology because we're consulting astrologers. And I have to say, themes of betrayal have definitely been coming up mm-hmm. in my readings. Uh, people having realizing that friends were not friends mm-hmm. and also realizing that they need to really think about their authentic selves. Yeah. Yeah, and also for me... Um... You know, there's quite a lot of people, I think, going through pain, yeah. experiencing difficult emotions, mm. because Venus retrograde in Scorpio is taking you down deep. Mm. It's taking you to the places that you don't want to go to sometimes. Buried emotions. Yeah, buried emotions. And I mean, Venus stays retrograde in Scorpio until the end of October, actually Halloween. <laughs> On Halloween, it moves back into Libra, and that will create a shift. Um but yeah, I um, my experience is this has been been quite a, a tough Venus retrograde. Mm. It's um, intensified people. by the presence of Jupiter in Scorpio. So we've had a whole year of Jupiter in Scorpio bringing up the whole Me Too, blah blah blah, all that stuff, all that stuff about sex and power. Yeah. Um, the other thing that's interesting uh, about Venus retrograde in Scorpio is that it's also about money. Yeah. And about you know rethinking finances we've still got that retrograde going on until for another in scorpio as sally said until the end of october 
And it's a really is a good time to be looking at your finances, I would suggest. Yeah. Yeah, money. I mean, it's this is Scorpio, you know, Scorpio themes, isn't it? When I think about uh, Scorpio, I think of taboo issues. Yeah. It's sex, it's money, it's power, it's death and rebirth. Yeah. It is, you know, it's the taboo issues. I mean, they're all part and parcel of our, our lives, but we think of them as taboo. Um, also, the Venus retrograde, for me, it's not been a good time for women. No. You know, Venus retrograde is weakened at the moment. Mm. And I mean, I think that's shown very clearly in what's been happening mm. around the world. Mm. Um, you know, this, this um, theme of Venus retrograde, I think, is quite important because in the mythology, she starts as this evening star and then she descends into the underworld, particularly in Scorpio, um, conjuncts the sun on the 26th and then remains retrograde. Mm. So for 40 days in all mm. before she turns direct. But I think there's a turning point halfway through. Mm. It's more reflective, the first part. And then she kind of regains strength and reemerges as the morning star warrior woman. So it will be interesting to see what happens out in the world, I think, with this, with this phase as well. Yeah, watch out world. And watch out world when she comes back into Scorpio in December. Yeah, she's there throughout December and she doesn't actually leave Scorpio until the beginning of January. So it looks as if she's defeated. That's what I would say about this on the female yep. thing. She looks as if she's defeated, but she's not. She's actually disappearing to regain strength. Mm. And she's going to come out really powerful, mm. I think, even mm. stronger. Mm. And that will be in December. Mm. And I think that's really important for you if you're going through a tough time yeah. at the moment, any of you out there. You know, this is things have to fall apart a little. Let go of the stuff yeah. that is not important. That's what that I mean, that sounds a very trite thing to say. But if you think of the story of Inanna, you know, she goes down into the underworld and she has to leave all of her jewelry behind, mm. all her clothes, she has to go down naked, she ends up being flayed, she goes down, 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 leaving behind all those worldly things. Mm. And that means the trivial stuff, because that is Scorpio. Scorpio is not a trivial sign. Mm. Mm. Um, actually, so actually we wanted to talk a little bit about Scorpios as well, yeah. didn't we? Yeah, and I think that is, you know, I think that's the strength of Scorpio as well, mm. that, um, you know, being a Scorpio myself, there's often, when you're talking about Scorpio, you're talking about the survivor. Um, and Scorpios are willing to go into unexplored territory. They are willing to go deep. And sometimes that means you go through this, it's almost like the phoenix being born from the ashes. Or you, you know, you go really, you spiral down low because you're exploring all the emotions, all the depths. But something happens down there. Something happens down there. And it's where, you know, when you reemerge, you come out. You're kind of reborn. You die and you're reborn. And I have to say that lots of Scorpios I know have had phases in their lives where they really, everything went to down the Kazi mm. and then they're reborn and that's the survivor thing they're, yeah. it's a really interesting sign it's a, you know an essential mm. it's one of the, and it's helpful for other signs to mm. have that to, to understand that Scorpio energy that um, and to have a Scorpios can be incredibly helpful to other people yes they're one of the great helping signs yeah yeah which is never emphasized enough mm. you know that you go if you hospital doctors you know surgeons are often scorpios psychotherapists mm. and this is because they go places that other people cannot mm. bear they mm. can't bear it 
but mm. they go in and they can come out again in one piece. There, it's about healing and transformation. Yeah, you know, it's it's and healing people in particular. The you know their inner self. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, we were just talking about this beforehand, and just as a sort of more kind of trivial on a more trivial level, I we were talking about some a couple couple of actresses who are. Because the other part of the Scorpio is the mesmerising thing, isn't it? Yes, magnetic attraction. Yeah. The eyes. Richard Burton was always the classic. Yeah. I mean, he had those blue piercing mm. eyes. Ooh, mm. mesmerising. Well, but there are two actresses this month, on, mm-hmm. on one on Netflix and one on Amazon Prime. So Julia Roberts is one of the great Scorpio actresses, of course, and Emma Stone uh, for, of La La Land, etc., they are both in these very creepy series at the moment that are actually on rival channels. Mm. But I think both those actresses have this uh, incredible emotional intensity that they're able to convey without moving their faces very mm. much, but just by doing the feelings. Mm. Um, there's that scene in, in La La Land where Emma Stone is, um, she's doing an audition. I don't know if you remember it. She just... Everything is written on the face mm. without her doing anything. Yeah. Um, okay, shall we move on? Now that we've mentioned those, you know, what to watch in, in, in November, um, there's other stuff too. But, um, yeah, it's a great month for watching horror movies, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it is. What to watch? The Shining. Um, <laughs> so, shall we take a look at what's happening now in the month ahead? Yeah, well, we've kind of started talking about this Venus. Mm-hmm. So shall we just crack on with her initially? How about we go to the full moon? Because she's part of that yeah. um, before we look at what's happening with her the next phase. I mean, we have a really powerful full moon coming up um, the day after the sun moves into Scorpio. So the sun moves into Scorpio, 23rd of October, 24th of October. There's this really powerful full moon cutting across the Taurus-Scorpio axis of the Zodiac. And it's really powerful because it's in the early degrees of Scorpio and Taurus. And it pulls in retrograde Uranus in Taurus, which is conjunct the Moon. And it pulls in a retrograde Venus in Scorpio, which is conjunct the Sun. Mm. So it's this really powerful duality, this, this opposition. Yeah, and I think that this is going to really kick off the Uranus and Taurus. Mm-hmm. vibe although uranus is about to retreat back into aries it's like kaboom okay now i'm going back into aries mm. uh and i would expect i mean we've already had financial mm. a bit of financial trouble on the old stock markets not that we that i follow that particularly but it's you know clear there's a readjustment um underway and there may be something that you know that full moon just seems to be full of power and potential isn't it Mm. um yeah it does and i think it's i mean it's almost like we're we're already seeing some of the themes i mean i'm just really struck by what's been happening around the world um people losing their homes yeah you know the 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 kind of weather is just really cranking up so people losing their homes and then you know some of the basics of life people are ending up with nothing um, and I think that's Uranus and Taurus. Yeah. And that's Uranus goes back into Aries this month on November the 6th. N- November the 6th. 
but will come back into Taurus and then be there for seven years or so. Yeah, it goes back in March, March yeah. the 6th, 2019. And it moved into Taurus on May the 16th earlier this year. So this has been the first phase. And, and this, and, so, and then in this first phase, actually, Uranus and Taurus has been uh, been working with Saturn and Capricorn. So it may have been slightly alleviated by that. Mm. But when Uranus comes back into Taurus, we're going to see a major disruption of the basic things in life, including things like food mm. um, and food, shelter, mm. security. Mm. Um, so this is this is going to be a taster, isn't it, this month? I think so. I mean, Uranus is the earth shaker and then Taurus is, you know, the stable earth sign that does it represents stability, security. And Uranus is anything but mm. secure. I mean, we've seen... You know, when it moved into Taurus, we saw cryptocurrencies, we saw finances changing. That will continue for the next seven years while Uranus is in Taurus. But it is also, I think it is affecting, it's affecting the Earth. It's affecting the basics. Yeah. Um, also, the, the currency things. We um, Venus is about money, quite simply. Yes. And uh, I don't think that the currency is going to turn out in the way people think. You know, I don't know what's going to happen, but it's uh, the point about Uranus is that it's actually pretty unpredictable, isn't it? And it's either on or it's off. Yeah, it's the highs and lows of life. I do on a sort of more positive note. Yes, let's get there. Um, let's, you know, this full moon in particular is also going to be about liberation. Mm hmm. You know, this Uranus liberates, it breaks you, it sets you free. So this in particular, this could be a really powerful full moon for Scorpio's and Taurus um, you know the, the pole opposites it's breaking you free what's it liberating you from it may be about relationships with Venus involved it may be about debt I'm able to live, liberate yourself from debt so for some people this full moon could really bring in some surprises and, and in a good way well do you know who else is going to be have a really powerful response to this full moon is um, Aquarius and Leo because mm -hmm. what's happening is that at the same time that, you know, you, not only is Uranus pulled in, Venus retrograde pulled in, but the lunar nodes, which are the eclipse points, are also put, pulled in. And those are in Aquarius and Leo. Mm -hmm. So for Aquarius and Leo, this is going to be about status and parents possibly mm -hmm. you know so and this could be a good surprise it's like a leap forward in status i have to say that speaking personally we we talk very broadly about uranus transits so, but speaking personally i've always found uranus transits to be great mm. actually because mm. of the liberation because they bounce you out of being stuck in stuck patterns and we're talking about this uranus in fixed signs yeah, people who are kind of de do tend to get stuck, you know. So now it's got, got this push outwards. Um, yeah, so I'm just looking at it for Leo's. They actually, it's Leo's, it's moon, it's about mother, status, career. And for Aquarians, it's possibly about your home. Mm -hmm. um, also, mother. Although that can be flipped as well, I think. Yeah, I agree. Because for I mean, Aquarius, with so much going on in Scorpio, it is also going to be about career. Mm. And for Leo, the same with so much in Scorpio, it's also going to be about foundations, home, property. Yeah. In the case of my, my own Leo, who I live with, maybe it's about getting the house kind of fixed, back in order. <laughs> um, it's been very disruptive for us having Jupiter in, in uh, 
in Scorpio because mm-hmm. uh, I live with a Leo who's also got Leo rising and we've had a, an extension built, but it's actually also caused chaos in the rest of the house. Okay. We overexpanded and I'm hoping that, you know, we'll bounce back into having everything in more orderly. Mm. Mm. Interesting. So, yeah, it's a really powerful full moon coming up, isn't it? It's a, it's a big one that starts Scorpio season early. Um, it starts Scorpio season with a bang, yeah, absolute bang, and it's also starting this Uranus in uh, Taurus, or it's just, you know, and then bye guys. So Uranus slips back into Aries, which is also interesting when it slips back. Which is what date did you say? It's November the sixth. Yeah. So those themes of Uranus and Aries are now going to come back again, aren't they? Which are personal liberation. Yeah. Uh, Rebellion activism yeah it, when uranus went into aries you'll remember that that was when tahrir square happened mm. when the arab spring happened so this is the very end of that which may be something of a sad end mm. you know uh because nothing has come of it mm. it's also i mean people you know uranus in aries i think it's what are you angry at yeah. what are you pissed off about yeah <laughs> Yeah. You know, let's do something about it. It does, yeah. you know, it creates a sense of right. I'm going to get yeah. things moving. You get things moving. So it's going to be for Aries in particular. I think Aries, watch out because you've got Uranus back for a few months. You know, you're yeah, do your stuff. Powers back. I think you should do stuff, and I actually think it's important for Aries to remember this. Mm. You know that you've got this incredible engine now, um, and likewise Libra, that if you thought your partner had calmed down. <laughs> No, they haven't. They're coming back. Well, um, but no, it's exciting. It's you know, if you thought your relationships had you know whatever, it galvanizes your relationships. It gives them, brings back that electrical mm. electricity. And isn't it interesting that this is happening when Venus is also in Libra? Because on Halloween, October the thirty first, Venus retreats back into Libra, and she will be in Libra throughout November and turns direct in Libra on November the 15th. So Venus moves from her assigned Scorpio, where traditionally she's said to be weak, to assign Libra where she's in her rulership. So you're moving from almost the messy world of emotions to, oh, I'm going to sort things out in my head a bit more. I'm going to work things out. I'm going to be a bit more rational. Um, And it's a lighter, there's a lighter feel. It's a a happier place for Venus, really. Um, so she goes back into Libra. She turns direct on the 15th. 15th. But she's collect. What's she doing in Libra? She's reminding herself that she's the you know goddess of beauty, harmony, and you know uh, uh, laughter. Actually, mm-hmm. um, so by that, so that's. But at the same time, there's this Uranian thing happening, isn't there? Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. So it's a quite a sort of electrical and galvanized mm-hmm. Venus. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be in November in particular, moving into, you know, the November part of this coming month is going to be a really important one for Libra. There's a sense that um, I think for Libra, it's about putting yourself first, actually, with Venus back in your sign, because you're going to be coming up against opposition, competition. And it's about kind of strategizing, working out how you're going to move forward um, throughout November, ready to come back out when you turn direct so um yeah for for libra in particular i think it's time to to look at what you want 
um, and not let yourself, not let others dictate. Yeah, and Libra also, it's your opposition that you may have thought that gone quiet, may become quite unruly, I would say. I'm just thinking about Theresa May. Okay. I think that she doesn't, uh, you know, she doesn't know what's going to hit her. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Libra's one of the political signs, isn't it? Um, so. Oh, definitely. Mm. Definitely. Especially in this country. Mm. Yeah. Yes, we seem to have a lot of yeah. Libra leaders. Yeah. Yeah. We really do. Margaret Thatcher. David Cameron. David Cameron. Theresa May. Oh, the Tory party has a lot of Libra leaders yes. anyway. Yes, it does. So. so, okay. What else do we want to talk about that's going on? Because there's quite a lot... It's a really busy month. Um, we've got the new moon, haven't we, in uh, Scorpio, which happens um, on the 7th. Um, and this actually, it's, it feels like um, an easier new moon in a way. I mean, new moon's brilliant for setting intentions, for, um, you know, for, for planning ahead. And this is an easier new moon in Scorpio. So it does feel like there's this real shift with the new moon. It's not got any difficult planetary aspects at all. If anything, it's got support from some of the other planets. Yeah, uh, it's making... connected to Neptune. It's connected also to Pluto, isn't it? But in a in a good way. Mm. Um, it's good. I mean, this new moon is good for Pisces, actually. Yes, it is. Trying Neptune. Yeah, it's making it's a planet. wonderful trying to Neptune. Um, you know, it's about making wonderful plans for the future it's quite creative too isn't it there's a creative yeah. artistic feel about this new moon i think and just on a really sorry that was my computer going pong um on a really simple note that new moon is about launch for pisces in particular is about launching a publishing project or something like that you know starting some uh way of disseminating your ideas or starting a a new course, learning learning something new, mm-hmm. spreading your i you know getting your mind opening your mind, and having fun with it. It's about expansion as well, isn't it? Yeah, it's about expansion very much. But what's happening? I mean, I can. can we, we, yeah, go I was on. going to say, can we talk about expansion? Because the new moon takes place at a really key period in the month, doesn't it? Uranus moves back into Aries on the 6th, there's the new moon on the 7th, and then on the 8th we have a really major um, transit taking place. And that is the planet of expansion, Jupiter, leaves Scorpio, and it moves into Sagittarius, its sign of rulership, where it will remain until December 2009. So there's this real, um, I know it's a new moon in a water sign, but suddenly fire, the element of fire, Aries, Sagittarius, Leo, the fire signs, suddenly they're almost catapulted into into action it's about inspiration as well isn't it it's Mm -hmm. about feeling there's you've dug deep you know with this venus retrograde and you've dug deep emotionally and then you're you may feel quite inspired by something that you found down there in the underworld you know Mm. um i think actually i think it's quite interesting this that new moon week okay i think is very interesting also for cancerians um, because the nodes have moved in to Cancer, Capricorn. They are changing signs after 18 months, and they make a perfect, they're in perfect harmony with that Jupiter in Scorpio, the last, you know, the last moments of Jupiter in Scorpio. Mm. So there may be some kind of final 
thing that comes to fruition and then you're able to start something new it's a very it's a there's a, a very positive feel actually a sort of positive forward momentum with that it feels like a birth yeah birth it or does, pregnancy or what are you giving birth to particularly for cancers yeah yeah and exactly and mm. also just for cancers it is incredibly creative again yeah it is yeah that what are you giving birth to yeah. well wow. you know whether it's creative spiritual it's like there's a real sense of source around that finding you know finding um the source and then excitement as Jupiter bounces into Sagittarius, which I think we'll talk more about next month. We will. I just want to say Sagittarius, it's all on the up. <laughs> That's all I, I want to say to you because I know not it's not been that easy always going through the murky world of Scorpio. It's not your it's not your star sign. So yeah, but we're going to talk more about that next month, aren't we? Because that's the real Sagittarius month, and that's when it will be starting mm. to open up, and we'll see uh, more about it. I also think for those Gemini's that it's the Jupiter in Sagittarius is actually really, really helpful and great. Mm, and mm. if you've been having a bit of a, ugh, um, a slightly tricky year, uh, you know, things are definitely on the up for the Geminis because what are you? You're like the most sociable sign. You love talking to people. Well, you're going to be meeting a whole bunch of new people yeah. in the coming year. And that's it's really, really exciting. And it will start yeah. right away quite often. You know, that's the thing I find about these Jupiter transits is you just feel that move, mm. don't you? And especially this one when it's coming out of Scorpio into its favorite yeah. sign. Yeah, I think that's a really exciting period in our coming month, that 6th, 7th, 8th, mm. to see what, you know, what opportunities come in, what, what what's new around them, what's new in your life. And if there are new opportunities, you know, they may you may have to wait a little bit because of Venus still being retrograde. And then Mercury going retrograde soon in the middle of the month. Yeah, this that's this is another interesting mm. period, isn't it? Mid month, there is around the fifteenth, sixteenth, seventeenth. First of all, Mars finally, finally leaves Aquarius, yeah. which will feel very important for both, well, lots of signs, but especially I think for Scorpio and Aries. Yeah, that you've. Uh, and Aquarius, what am I saying? Of course, for Aquarius, mm. we're, who've been jazzled and jingled and jangled by that Mars in their sign and, and energized by Mars in their sign for months and months and months now. Finally, it goes into Pisces and you should feel a bit of a sense of relief, I feel. It feels like it might be time for a lie down. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> or a float somewhere, going yeah. to float. Yeah. Float on the sea because yeah. Mars moves into Pisces. Dancing, you know. Dancing. Um, a time for a bit of celebration, but um, what was I going to... Oh, yeah, the other things happening in the middle, middle of that month are then Venus goes direct on the 16th. 15th. It's 15th, and then Mercury goes retrograde the day after. Yeah, so we're not really out of retrograde no. planets at all, are we, until early December. So Mercury, because Mercury is the forerunner, in a way, for Jupiter. Mm -hmm. It moves into Sagittarius the last day of October. So it's been in Sagittarius for the beginning, um, first two weeks of November, but it's not really picking up speed. And it turns retrograde on the 16th. Um, so so this is in, this might be a bit of a stop-start feel yeah. to what's happening with the Jupiter's move into Sagittarius as or, well. Or getting yourself, getting your ducks in a row. Yeah. Not rushing into it, thinking, okay, this is going to be Jupiter in Sagittarius, wherever that falls in your chart and jupiter and sagittarius 
I said we'd talk about it next month, but let's just talk about it a little bit more now because it's so exciting. Um, Jupiter in Sagittarius is going to be really important for the fire signs, mm-hmm. obviously. Very useful. Mm-hmm. But also, sorry about the loud noises on my computer, but also for the immutable signs. Yes, yes. So, Definitely. you know, Virgo, for example. Virgo, and this is isn't this interesting because Mercury, your planet, turns retrograde as um, Jupiter moves in. Sagittarius, so it's about home, it's about family, it's about... It's about roots. I mean, it may be looking to um, looking to move. Yeah, or have another baby, expand the family. Expand the family. And you may have to do something. You know, Mercury is going to make you think about that really ser- seriously and help you to actually plan things mm-hmm. instead of just jolting into it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, it could be about moving, I would suggest, for Virgos. But, you know, um, it's an important Mercury retrograde. Is. But again, that's going to be, we'll talk more about that next month, won't we, as well? Because there's a lot of, we've got so much going on this mm. month that um, um, some of it will be more relevant in Sagittarius month, which is next month, the Mercury retrograde and the and the Jupiter theme. So is there anything else that we want to talk about? Um, well... I was wondering slightly about the... I just wanted to mention this move of the nodes because that will affect Capricorns as well. Yeah. Um, because the nodes... and You know, it affects Leo and Cancer Capricorn because the nodes have been in Aquarius Leo for 18 months or so, which is where these eclipses have been taking place. They move into Cancer and Capricorn. And so you guys are moving into a big eclipse phase, hmm. which means rapid evolution in some way with relationships and yourself mm. and uh, those of you born you know at the end of january capricorns born at the end of january will start to feel this and one of the things you may be thinking about is thinking about the things that you no longer uh, that are no longer necessary for you because you guys have labored under this pluto transit for many years mm. and you've probably gotten rid of a lot of stuff you've grown up a lot you've changed a lot um, and the eclipses come along and they help you with that. Yeah. Mm. Moving into a new phase, isn't it, a new stage? Yeah. Also stepping up, I think. I think for Capricorns, you know, there's, I'm sure more Capricorns are, you know, going to be presented with um, a new role or level of responsibility as well with the astrology that's going on. Mm. And it, part of that evolution with the nodes might be around that. You know, how can you be more powerful out in the world in a good way? Yeah, I actually, for, uh, for Capricorns, I noticed that the um, that, that new moon may, is quite significant. It makes, you know, Pluto makes a conjunction with Vesta on the same day as the new moon. On the 7th of November, yeah. Yeah, so that would suggest, again, about, <laughs> it's interesting, it's about a flame going out or a flame being lit. It's about transformation so it's a good moment for you to you know make a decision i would think about letting go of something Mm. yeah absolutely so here we are scorpio month let's all go deep and mysterious and moody and beyond the veil yeah happy halloween happy halloween okay see you next month bye